Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Fuse 8. Children's books. Why, what, and how? Fuse 8 and Kate will break it down for you now. So I'm in a, I'm in a book club. Oh, that's nice. Yes. It is nice. Do you, do you like, are you like an overhand or an underhand? Like, do you club them on the top of the head or do you club them like in I don't the back? Think... I mean, you got to think about it. Are you an overhand or an underhand? You got to think about how thick the book is. I mean, I is. think a lot of people have called me underhanded over the years, so <laughs> I would have to naturally have to assume. I mean, could you, which book, if you had to club someone to death with a book, what would you pick? Fight Club. No, but it's so uh... thin. I see what you're doing there, but it's such yeah. a thin, I mean, OED, obviously. What? Oxford English Dictionary. I mean, those things. One oh, of those. That's a two-handed thing, though. That is a two-handed thing. Really... Oh, I see. So you need something big enough to hold with one hand, but with the ability to make enough damage. Yeah. <laughs> I have to really think about this. So, I mean, Harry Potter's the obvious answer, but you don't want to do that, because then you might hurt the book. So uh, how's your book club? Oh, it's great. It's <laughs> great. We're doing Harriet the Spy. Uh, we do kids' books, because oh. I can't handle things for grown-ups. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we're doing Harry the Spy, and it's a delightful book, as I've suddenly discovered. Uh, you never read it as a no, kid? No, I did read it as a kid, and reading it as a kid and reading it as an adult, completely different. It is... You read it as a kid, and you're like, this is awesome! I want to be a spy, too, and have a notebook, and keep track of things. And then you read it as an adult, and you're like, where are her parents? Like, oh my god, it's heavens above! Fetch me my smell and salt. Oh, somebody please think of the oh, children. please think of the children. How did this book get published? It's <laughs> awesome. It is actually really well done. So, that's nice. Cool. Yeah, who are you? I am Kate. Oh, I've heard of Wait, you. Wait, why do you say it like that? Like, oh, that's, oh, you're Kate. No, I was just saying, I heard of you. I've heard of you. I've heard your work. Oh. Yeah. Because I'm also on that work. I'm, I'm, I'm Betsy. Ah. Yeah. You're... Your Betsy. Wait, what was that about? Nothing. What? No, I, I just, could have sworn you just. I mean, I've heard. I've just I heard mean, things thought, about you. What, but, good things. Well, all good things. Yeah. Wonderful things. Yeah. I'll assume yes. <laughs> and what do we do on this podcast that we are alluding to? Uh, so we talk uh for a good like forty five minutes about children's books, kind of adult things we like, <laughs> mm-hmm. the weather. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then we go off topic yep. and talk about. We're like, talking about. We are always on topic. Uh. You know what I like? Bees. What? Okay, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, is our book today about bees? It has nothing to do with bees. There's oh. not a single bee in this book. Scanning brain quickly to think if that is true. Is this true? Correct. I'm pretty sure if you can find a bee in this book, I'm going to be kicking myself. I'll find a bee. You might, actually. I'm going to do it. There is a possibility. There is one. Not entirely certain there is one, but but we won't know. But maybe I should... Well, first let's say why I'm going to pull a book out of my bag. Oh, because we're going to review it. Well, and by review, I mean we're going to give our opinions on it. Mm-hmm. And then say whether we think other people should view it as a good classic book or a don't really put this on your children's bookshelf for all eternity. I like that definition. We should have you do the definition every week. <laughs> And then I can just sit here and muse. (laughs) 
That's what I was doing while you were doing you, that. You do have, yeah, you have one finger on your chin. I'm doing the tap-tap on the chin. As you look off to the mm. left, wondering, what does my child's bookshelf really look like? Oh, I know what my child looks like. It looks like a bomb went off in a publishing company and just books just scattered everywhere. Are they full of classics or craps? Uh, they're both, I'm afraid. <laughs> Any parent will tell you. You can't control what people give your kids. True. Yeah. 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 So there's a lot of the classics and there's a lot of the craps. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So what's today's? Oh. Oh, lordy. Let me pull this puppy out. So you've met Madeline. You've met Eloise. <sighs> but you baby haven't met the third in the triumvirate. One might argue. Olivia. It's a pig. She's a pig in a red dress. And it's got a silver thingy. Yo, yes, apparently got a caldehyde on her. There you go. That's, you know, it's like second prize. Is she they... British? Not even slightly. Oh. I know, it's weird because the author's name is... Well, what's the... What's the oh, did... oh, he's not even on here. He didn't warrant... He didn't warrant a cover inclusion. Well, here you go. I'll, I'll give you the spine. What's his name there? Ian Falconer? Yeah, I mean, you would think that was British, right? Yeah. Falconer. Top of the morning. Hello. Ian Falconer. My name is Ian. I wrote a book about a little piglet, and her name is Olivia. That's right. Right. Well, no, there is a very famous British pig. Her name is Peppa, and this is not her. Oh. This is Olivia. Olivia is American. Fine. Oh, she lives in New York City, baby. Oh. Oh. So yeah. it's, uh, it's, uh, it's Olivia. That's hey, not, what are you doing? That's hey, not, that's like a no. pig in New York. What are you doing? Here? Think, like, what? No. No? No. Oh. That's not the right. Anyway, I'll just hand her over. Okay. You can You can figure her out. While Kate's reading the book, let's talk about the creator of the book, Ian Falconer. Ian Falconer is sort of a private guy. You do not see him go on tons of tours. His face is not plastered on a bunch of posters. I don't see him doing school visits all that often. Uh, he's better known for the fact of being a New Yorker cover artist. I actually once did a blog post where I tracked his covers, and I discovered that Aside from Olivia, there is one other character that he has consistently drawn that he spends just about as much time on. She's kind of like Olivia in that she likes to wear red and, and white and, and some black, um, but she's very different. I, I like to call her the easily shocked old lady or the ESOL. And the ESOL uh, is a falconer staple. She has been on many, many New Yorker covers. She tends to be completely shocked by the world around her, whether that world is museums or department stores or ski slopes. Generally speaking, she just looks horrified. I'll put some of this into the, the show notes. You'll love looking at them. There is one case, however, where she was not shocked. Uh, and that is when she finds herself in a Monet painting with her husband. She is wearing stretchy pants and shoes that don't pinch her. And she is looking incredibly nerdily American. And she it's the happiest that I've seen her. So, you go. ESOL. Oh, we're back, 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 back. Oh, we're back, 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 back. Oh, we're back, 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 back. Are you doing... Oh, okay, first I thought you were snoring. And now I realize... That's a really good pig, actually. Let's see how often you can do that. <laughs> <laughs> I could not do a pig as well as you. 
I mean, they don't go oink, oink, I'll tell you that. They sure as heck don't. Nope. No. Well, I'm going to actually start this a little backwards. Oh, you're going to go from the back of the book to the front? No. I was going to say. I'm going to read some of the praise for Olivia that's on the back of the book. Because yes. I think this is hilarious. Okay. Um, Barishnikov said... Wait, what? Many dream of dancing on the stage, but Olivia has the legs for it. <laughs> Gloria Steinem says, At last, a pig with self-esteem. And the Christian Science Monitor says, <laughs> Absolutely perfect. I believe the last one. Do you think they actually got Barishnikov and Gloria? They might have gotten Barishnikov and Gloria Steinem. Yeah. I don't know. Dame Joan Sutherland said, Every granny will recognize and love Olivia and her theatrical desires. Though Hillary Knight said, Eloise has met her match. We love Olivia. Which I was like, that's interesting. She straight up compares yeah. or brings up okay. Eloise. So again, that's a he. But yes. Oh, Remember, Hillary... Hillary Knight's a dude. It is? Oh yeah. Right. We went over this before. Yes. It is? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well anyway. He, he brought up Eloise. He did. Which is the inevitable comparison. Yeah, I can if see If you've that. got a New York-based child. But... With... I don't see as much brattiness. Well, you also see something that you don't see with Olivia. Uh, you see the parent actually parent? Yes! Yes. That's a big difference. Yes. Yup. So, let's start from the beginning. Okie dokie. The very, not even, we're not even at the title page, uh -huh. and you just see a bunch of clothes. Yeah. Strewn about. That, and I'm like, uh, that's my life. <laughs> that is actually my life on a page. I, and I thought, because I don't have kids, I'm like, yeah. oh, she's a stripper. <laughs> ah, every child is a stripper because they just walk through a door and they just like are like clothing belongs on the floor where it lands let it lay where it lands did you know ariana grande just got a pig yes because somebody was saying who let her get a pig and isn't she aware that it's going to grow into the largest animal of not all time? necessarily if she bought a miniature pig because miniature pigs okay have been to what if it's not a miniature pig? What if it's a potbelly pig? Uh, <laughs> would you know anybody who would have any first-hand experience with ha living with a potbelly pig? Not potbelly, but razorback, yes. Oh, was that what that was? Yes. Folks, I want to give you a little story here. <laughs> I once went to visit Kate, and we opened the door. In and a Hollywood. Huge, in Hollywood, like you do. And a beanbag chair snorted when we entered the fr yeah entered the front door and started walking towards us. Because that was where the pig... Yes, I lived with a Razorback pig. It wasn't yours. No, it was my roommate. It was your roommate. Well, it was kind of your roommate. Yeah. Oh, yes. His name was Pugsley. Yeah. He's, Which is appropriate. He's still alive. Is he? Oh, yeah. How long do they live? Um, They can live up to 15 to 20 years. Oh, Lord. Yes, he's quite large. Yeah. He was big at the time. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I did not want to deal with him. Yeah. No. And, uh, and I'll tell you. I lived with a pig, and pigs do not hammer, they do not yo-yo, they mm. do not play jump rope, but they do wear themselves out. <laughs> a lot. In fact, they do that most of the day. With the, just the line there. I doubt they do it the same way she does it. She does no, it on her back no, with yeah, her Yeah, no, pigs splayed. like to burrow. They like to get... Yeah, that's uh, why the beanbag chair was there. Right, or in mud, you know, they mm -hmm, like to... Mm -hmm. and, and yes, because they don't sweat, so they need the mud to cool down. Right, right. and she's just sprawled out on the floor, so... She is. Oh, you, you had said um, that you don't think that there's a bee in the book? I don't think there is. There's a bee. What? No. Yeah. Show me this bee. Olivia has a little 
brother. Oh, no, 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 That's no, a no. B, Betsy. Semantics. <laughs> and it doesn't count. It's no. A, it's a B. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. You had me going for like <laughs> half a second. Ago. I like, so her little brother is named Ian, and the name of the author is named Ian. And I'm like, oh, Oh, that's... wait, really? Yeah. Okay. I thought that was cute. That's weird, actually, that I he... never noticed that. Really? I've never noticed that. He added himself into the book, and he and he copies his older sister. Well, can I tell you something? When this book came out, Kirkus wrote, Although the most visual weight is given to Olivia, just waiting on the sidelines is Olivia's little brother Ian. New fans of Falconer can only hope Ian will soon star in his own book. This book came out in 2000. It is now 2018. Ian's never gotten his own book. I kind of like Ian. Never, ever, I'm... ever, 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 ever. <laughs> I like Ian on the sidelines. He does interesting things. He does. Like, if you're not, you know, 100% paying attention to what Olivia does. He's, like, in the background. He'll do something funny. I do like when she tries to be firm with him. She puts a brown paper bag with a scary face on. I once saw the most adorable blog post by a grandmother whose grandchild replicated that exact scary uh paper bag so that she could scare people in her family and so it's just photos of her like and it looks exactly the same like walking to the kitchen the grandfather going like oh like that i'll put it in the show notes it's awesome it's it's cute i was like i like it when she tries to be because her little brother always likes to copy her and sometimes he won't leave her alone so she has to be firm (laughs) yes that is her version of being firm which i thought was cute it's pretty accurate and i like that they have a cat named edwin who, for some reason, she constantly has to move. And she moves it in a very accurate way. If a child picks up a cat, that is how the child picks up the cat. It's under the armpits, which is the most undignified way for a cat to be picked up, <laughs> with just the, the, the two front paws just like in front of them, and then just the weight of it kind of curled in the front. Yeah, that is... Why does she keep moving this cat, though? I don't know. I guess it gets keep, kept Is it in, in like, the bathroom sink or something that she needs? To I like... had a cat like that. I had a cat who would go in the bathroom sink if you tried to brush your teeth. I mean, yeah. maybe she tries to take it out of the bathroom sink, and then maybe she puts the cat I back in the bathroom sink. That very first shot of him, that is, look at his ears. That's the way that the cat's ears look when they hear you behind them, and they're trying to pretend like they're not paying attention, but they totally are. Yeah. I think he gets moved a lot. <laughs> for no particular reason. And then it's time for her to get dressed, and she tries on, like, 40 different outfits. She really does. This... Well, if you count these as outfits, I mean, some of them are just naked with a hat, so... Or naked with, with shoes. shoes. I right. do like when she tries on the pantyhose, though, because... That is very accurate. She's got, like, one <laughs> kind of trailing over there. She's got... It's cute. Yeah, it is. Um, but this is totally what a kid would do, right? Oh, just yeah. Just try on... Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to try on every outfit in my closet and my drawers. And I think it's very clever what... Well, I'll just say, she goes to the beach, and her mom, the previous year, had taught her how to make sandcastles. I have a problem with this picture where she makes, what is this, the Chrysler Building? Uh, no, that's the Empire State Building. Empire State Building? Yeah. I have a problem with this because the shadow should be a lot bigger than what it is on the page. You don't think the sun is directly overhead? Wouldn't it be a very short shadow if the sun was but almost directly But it doesn't overhead? really match, like, you know, the yeah, little brothers. I would agree. Off, like, I would agree. It, it just yeah, seems a little... Yeah, I would agree. It does not... The, yeah, the shadows do not match. It, I I didn't write it in my notes, but it does bother me. (laughs) 
That's a point away from you, Ian Falconer. But it, I do like the use of color for oh, when yeah. she's in the sun because then she turns pink. Because the entire book, she's gray. Yeah, everything's gray except for the point. red. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's pretty clever. Yeah, yeah, essentially becomes a pink pig. I, I like the use of color. The, the black, white, and red, it's very... It's hard to go wrong with black and white and red. The white stripes knew it, and Olivia knows it. Yeah. And she hates naps, and as a kid, I hated naps too. I did too, and yet my my own kids, well, my son is great at them. <laughs> he doesn't like them, but he, he naps every single time. Huh. Yeah, no, I would just peel the wallpaper off the wall. That was what oh, I did yeah, during I nap time. That, yeah, yeah. yeah, I would just stare out the window and think about fairies. Mm-hmm. Fairies? Fairies. I loved the flower fairies, and so I imagine they lived in my backyard. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, Fun facts about Betsy. So she goes to the museum and she looks at the different art. I really like her critique about Jackson Pollock's painting. Mm -hmm. I could do that in about five minutes. (laughs) You know what? I look at Jackson Pollock every time and I think, I could do that in about five minutes too. You didn't though. You didn't. I don't. You weren't the first to do it. And I especially don't do it on my own walls. Oh yeah, no. And like she does. But I gotta tell you, that looks pretty good. Well... Who gives a child pure white walls with nothing hanging on them? I mean, where did that's she just find the paint? That is a good question. And a paintbrush. Yes. I mean, come on. That's. I would keep that actually, if that was right. Uh, it's if pretty... that was my child's room, I'd be like, that actually looks pretty good. Yeah, that looks pretty. <laughs> it's not good. Not a bad pseudo Pollock. I mean, I'm not trying to diss Jackson Pollock, but. What, yeah, you are. But this, this five-year-old pig did something pretty damn cool, so... Well, I'm not saying that her great work has made his any less. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just the use of color, especially on the painting picture, is just very clear and mm-hmm. clean and Vibrant. simple. And so she she gets punished. A timeout. A timeout. Which is a modern punishment to give to a child, yeah. Which is great. Yeah. It's nice to see that. It is nice to see that. The you parents don't are sensible. Yeah. You see, you see allusions to spanking in ch- picture books. You don't actually see the spanking that often. I don't uh, think I've ever seen case, a book with a timeout before. Have well, I? you saw in Lily's purple plastic purse. Oh, she, she put, put herself in the uncooperative chair, which right. is where her timeouts would take place. But you did not see her actually get a timeout. Right. That's true. Um, so, so Olivia, well, you know, she she walks to the, with her little pig footprints in, yep. in pink and well, uh, kind of. Oranges. Hoof prints. Yeah, she she mm-hmm. takes a bath. She gets dinner. A nice dinner. Yeah. It's a good use of phrase. A nice dinner. And then she gets ready for bed and she wants to read five books. Again, mm-hmm. I feel like this is very relatable with kids that are like, I want to read 20 books before bed. And you're like, no. I'm baffled by the fact that she is not getting five books before bed because we read at least five books before bed. Seriously? Um, yeah. And they're picture books. They take no time. Well, these look, but these much maybe these are novels. Yeah, yeah they, these look very. Yeah, they do they, look they a little thicker. thicker. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I would agree. But I don't. Is this is this someone I should know? The book that she reads to the. I believe it is a biography of the Callus. Yes, that's Maria Callus, the American Greek soprano. Mm. And uh, I have never seen a picture book biography of Maria Callus. And then, uh, and then she falls asleep dreaming about being an opera singer. And then that's the end of the book. Yep. So That's long short. Pretty simple. Yeah, so Olivia. So she came in at number 54 on the top 100 picture books list. 
54 out of 100. Yep. So and she's not in the midway. In the uh, midway. Uh, I mean, she's relatively new. You know, she came out in 2000. Uh, she is, I would argue, the most famous... Well, now I've, I was going to say this, but now there, there is a contender for this throne. But I would say she's the most famous female pig in children's literature. I will maintain that, though there is a character named Mercy Watson who might rival her. But usually it's all boys. You know, you got your babe, you got your Wilbur. Right. Usually they're the boys, if they're pigs. And Peppa Pig doesn't have a book? She does. They don't really count. <laughs> they're sort of extensions of the TV show. But wouldn't she be the most famous? In Britain. <laughs> She said with distaste. <laughs> Isn't she popular here? She is popular here. Eh, <laughs> you don't want to give I'm it to her. I'm not counting a media star. Though Olivia has, I believe, had TV shows and stuff like that. I've never seen them. Uh, but I think eventually she did get her own CGI TV show at some point. Okay. Now there's a rumor about the cover. So you can see the cover here. It's very striking. She's wearing a red dress with black and white stockings, mm -hmm. and she's it, just looking up. With a white background. Yeah. Right? So there's just and nothing it's there. it's just the title. There's not Olivia. even... And I think he probably was a little peeved when they put the Caldecott on her there, because the whole point was just the blankness of it. He doesn't even put his name on the cover. There is a rumor, and I should say, I wanted to put this into my book, Wild Things, Acts of Mischief in Children's Literature, because I heard this story, and I believe I heard it from a very reputable source, but I could not source it, and I could not get any definition. So take this with a big grain of salt. But I was told that its look is based on World War II propaganda posters, let's say. Uh, very stark design of World War II propaganda posters. And it does have a very eye-catching quality to it, which may be why it became as popular as it did, because it did become incredibly popular when it was released. And I was wondering if it was still as popular today, 18 years later. Because, you know, some things get really popular, and then their popularity dips over time, and yeah. it's been almost 20 years. So when I went to get this book today, uh, my library usually has about seven copies, and that was the only one on the shelf. So it's still popular. It is still popular. Which is very impressive because the parents of right now did not grow up with this book. Apparently it was a number one New York Times bestseller. Yeah. I'm a little amazed. Yeah. I it was too. his first picture book, too. That's the kicker. It was his first picture book and then he goes and gets an honor, which is always sort of like, uh, you're just showing off at this point. I mean, <laughs> not like he's the only person. I mean, um, other people, I guess, have on their first time gotten I, honors. I, I, and I, I, I'm sorry, but I would debate that. Mm -hmm. um that honor too really because yeah really yeah it's a different style but i think for the purpose of the book it serves the I'm not text saying well it, i'm not saying it's bad yeah, yeah. i just don't think you don't should. think it's honorable i don't think it's honorable <laughs> it is filled with dishonor yes <laughs> it has insulted my family exactly <laughs> <laughs> prepare to die yeah yeah it's i don't know i mean and, and did he paint the... Now that's an excellent, 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 excellent question. When they because go to the sometimes museum, there's a picture of the ballerina dancers. There is a stipulation in the Caldecott rules that state that you cannot put previously published 
pictures in your... Say that ten times fast. I'm trying not to. Previously, a bunch previously of published... published pictures of pigs. No. Uh, previous picture in your book if it's going to be considered. Now, because this is a painting in the public domain, I am assuming this is actually just a photograph of the painting that's yeah. been CGI'd in. Um, apparently, this did not disturb. This did not disturb the nominating the, committee in any way, shape, or form. The judges. The judges. Yeah. Who I mean, look at little Ian. He's so cute. He is so cute. But at some point in the series, another baby like appears. I just find that strange. Like you do. Like you do. <laughs> Once in a while a baby pops up. Once in a while. And you're like, where'd you come from? I don't know. <laughs> there are a bunch of books in, that he made, too. Um, there's a bunch of horrible ones based on the TV show that are done with CGI. But he's made, you know, around seven or eight of them. So they keep coming out periodically. Yeah. Every once in a while. Yeah. She used to have her own website. It was oliviathepiglet.com. I went to check it before this podcast. It's dead as a doornail. Does not exist anymore. So what does that say about the book? He didn't feel like paying for the domain name anymore? Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> because it didn't make him any money, apparently. Like, no, I don't know. He just doesn't feel like having an Olivia webpage anymore. Right. Maybe that's not cool anymore, to have a webpage for your picture book character. I don't know. I don't know either. I feel like apps are all the thing right now. Well, like, maybe having an app is cool, but not having a website. Yeah, maybe. I, I, re I literally don't know. I'm I don't just know I'm, We're just talking yeah. ever, but yeah. we don't know. We don't know. All right, so ratings time. Yeah, so I was thinking about it, and I can be pretty easily swayed on this one, one way or the other, because I'm, I'm a five right now. Uh -huh. I don't think it should have gotten an, a, a cow-cat honor. I'll tell you that right now. Sure, but that's a moot point. We're not determining but it's cow-cattiness. Right, but I don't... She's certainly not as bratty as Madeline or Livia. No. Eloise. There we go. There we go. I get those names... I don't know why. It's like, those one-namer ladies, man. It, Madeline, Eloise, Olivia. Correct. There we go. I think Olivia is the best out of the three. Mm-hmm. I do like the use of color. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like that there's actual parenting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Which is nice. <laughs> Which is difficult in the face. Of and I feel like there's so many parts of this that could be relatable for kids, like the the changing of the outfits, mm -hmm. like the compromising over the books, the the um, you know the the parenting and going into timeout, um, you know, going to the even going to the beach and making a sandcastle. Like sure. those are all things that you know kids can relate to. Mm -hmm. But um, I mean, I'm not. If you ask me in, like, a year what this book is about, I don't think I could tell you. Well, and that's the funny thing. It's like, as we were reading it, I was remembering stuff from previous reads that I had completely forgotten about. Some stuff stays in your mind, like uh, her sandcastle. I remembered that very clearly. The Pollock painting, I remembered that. I remembered her how she carries a cat. Because no one else has ever shown a kid. I guess other books have shown it, but this is a very memorable way of carrying a cat. But... but it's not... But there are lots of things that I did forget. I will give it points for this. It has humor. Um, and it has humor for both kids and grown-ups, but not in a sly, winky-winky, Shrek-like way for grown-ups. <laughs> right. Shrek being the ultimate horrible way <laughs> you do that. You're so anti-Shrek. Just the movie. Just the movie. <laughs> so bad, kids. If, like, if there was so a book bad. with Shrek and Elmo, I can only imagine like how much you would... I don't mind the Shrek book, dude. It's the... Uh, 
stupid movie. Anyway, rating. I mean, talk about rating. Come oh, back. rating. Come back. Now there is. Um, we have to admit, like acknowledge. This is an Upper West Side pig. This is a pig on the of not quite the one percent, but she's not hurting. Right. You know, she's she's doing okay. In one of her future books, she goes to freaking Venice for like a week. Um, this, I would have said Paris. Yeah. yeah, I'm surprised. Well, I guess Eloise already did Paris, so right. that's done. And Madeline. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Eloise also did Moscow, though, so that was interesting. <laughs> Moving on. Um, yeah, so she's a, you know, she's from a definite strata of the socioeconomic scheme, I'll say. <laughs> um, but, you know, putting all that aside, she's a very normal kid in a lot of ways. I'm going to say 6.2. That's pretty high. Yeah, I think it's a little high, but it did a really good job. It's not that high. I didn't make it to seven. Seven would be super high. Seven would be too high. Yeah, seven would be too high. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I... But a 6.2. Not a 6.5. That's a little high for me. But a 6.2. I'm comfortable with a 6.2. I can't really be swayed more than a five, I guess. That's fine. I'm not going to try. I think it's important, and I think it's... It's notable. It was very distinct when it came out. I mean, it really hasn't had imitators to a certain extent. It's hard to imitate that style without basically being that style. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but... He did a good job. Yeah, but I I don't think this is going to be one of the more memorable ones for me. I mean, it's... No, you may be surprised. She may stick with you. Let's see. Or we can do the sequel. There's a sequel? Dude, like I told you, he did about seven of these. Oh, I didn't know he did seven Olivias. He I did thought, seven Olivias. I he meant he did seven books. Oh, no, books. no, 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 no. Like, no, no, there's different... seven Olivias. Yeah. Wow. And boy, do they go in interesting places. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So it's a classic. It's a classic. It's a... It's, it's not quite a toe over the line classic. No, it's but... a little higher than a toe. But not A little less than an elbow. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's 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 in there. Yeah. It's a It's a shin. <laughs> It's a shit shit over the line classic. Yeah. <laughs> like you do. <laughs> Letters time! Ooh. This one comes from Emily. And Emily wrote to say, I just wanted to say that I am not a librarian, and I read Caps for Sale to my kids when they were little. Also, my mom is not a librarian, so she's anticipating us on this one. Uh, for those of you catching up, we had a theory that Caps for Sale is only remembered by either A, librarians, B, children who read the book by parents or librarians. Um, there might be a C in there Teachers. Teachers, exactly. And so she's, uh, Emily's making the case. She says that no one in her family was a librarian. But were they teachers? Uh, she does not say. <laughs> she read it to me and I was when I was little and I loved it. I do come from a family who probably loves books more than most. A tradition I have carried on with my own. I feel like I read CFS... I love that she called Caps for Sale CFS, often to my kids. But I just asked my 12-year-old if she remembered it, and she did, but could not remember at all what it was about. So perhaps I didn't read it as often as I thought. Anyway, just evidence that people other than librarians know and love this book. Thank you, Emily. But are you a teacher? Are you a teacher? We'll We'll never know! We'll never know. Because she changes the subject to a different book we did. Also, The Giving Tree. I loathe that book. <laughs> My grandmother was a big Shel Silverstein fan and had this book at her house. I feel like everyone has this book at their house. It's like one of those books that you're not quite sure why you have it. I'm pretty sure I don't have this book at my house. Oh, I'll, I know what to get you for Christmas. Yeah, you don't have to do that. Yeah. You know what? My husband does like this book. 
Really? So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But he thinks it's ironic. He thinks you're supposed to realize that the tree is not on the up and up with this. Hmm. He's like, this is the guy who wrote Boy Named Sue. He's not going to write some treacly little, uh, and I counter that with, he wrote the poem Hug a War, man. Uh, the man had a trickly streak. Anyway. <laughs> which is really fun to say, by the way. Trickly, trickly streak. Trickly streak, yeah. Anyway, she goes on to say, I loathed it as a child because of how gross it made me feel. I loathe it <laughs> as an adult. I can't think of too many other books that I feel so strongly about. She is not alone. I am guessing that my kids have never read it. Going to ask them when they are home from school. Aww. Rant over. There you go. Nice. And we got one more. Um, so Gail Bushman on Instagram said something very, very smart about Make Way for Ducklings. Now, if you'll recall, we were trying to figure out if the mama duck had had ducks before. Yeah. Remember, because she's like some sort of expert. She's raising her ducks. Yeah. Yeah. Which is weird. It, it seemed a little odd. It because seemed dad as, leaves and she's like, don't worry. I, I got this, yeah, right? I've, we're I've, like, well... I know how to raise children. And we're like, how do you how know do how you to know? raise... Okay, listen to this. This is this is cracked the case. Uh, hat tip to you, Gail. Just listen to this episode and I would hazard a guess about the mom knowing how to parent. Why did she start naming babies alphabetically with J? Unless she previously had kids A through I. Nest one... Nine ducklings. So, I like that theory. She's right. They begin with Jack. So there's Ack, Back, Back, Cack, Cack, Dack, Yak, Yeah, <laughs> Back. It could be Flack, you know. Yeah. Could be Grack, Hack, and, and uh, uh, Yak. <laughs> so yeah, we got. So there's so, somewhere out there. There's a duck named Eak. And Uak. Uak. So if you're going to meet up and be like, brother, brother, brother. Yay. Uak. Now Uak. wait till they get to uh, her next batch, which at some point there's going to be a Uak. Well. With a U, right? U- Would be that yuck? Yuck. 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 It's really hard to announce. <laughs> Where's the sequel? I have no idea. <laughs> there really, really wasn't one. Alright. Grown up things we like. Ah. 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 Uh-huh. Yeah, wait, what's that? I have Ooh. The House of Danger, based on the book by R.A. Montgomery. It's the Choose Your Own Adventure game. That's really nice. I like Choose Your Own Adventure. Mer- okay, so And they were, were often written by R.A. Montgomery, which when, I believe is a pen name. Yeah, so when when we were kids, we'd have these books, Choose Your Own Adventure, where you would sure. start reading along and then it would say if you want to go down the alley, flip to page 46. If you want to go through the gate, flip to page 23. And you would keep your fingers in all your previous choices yes. so that you could go back and correct your mistakes. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, they've made this into a game. So now you <laughs> you get to do... You can't put your finger in there. You can't. So there's, there's a kind of a board. So you have like a psychic level, but mm-hmm. it tells you like okay just like the cards like you follow along and if you want to you know go down a certain path you flip a you know card number whatever mm-hmm. um and you can get do you get killed a lot because that was part of the allure of the books was death was around every corner so yeah so here's the thing you don't die die Okay. You, you, kind you get of, sucked into a void and have to stay there for all oblivion? Well, that, you, that, that's... you die, but you kind of have to not necessarily start over, uh, but you, you're you still in the game. It but sounds like aggravation. I don't know what that is. Oh, that's the game where like you can send your opponents back to the beginning of the board and it's super aggravating? It's, 
that that's appropriate. Yeah. Um, it's it's kind of I guess like that okay. where you, you you have to start you kind of have to go back, but you're still at the same level. You have like these psychic powers, mm-hmm. so it's a little weird. You but, have psychic powers. Yeah, it's a little weird. Okay. But you're exploring um this house and the grounds, and there's ghosts in the house, and you can decide to talk to them and stuff. So. It's really, really long. Really? And, um... Because those books were really, really short. Yeah, there's five chapters, and I think uh, you can maybe do a chapter in a night. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you can only play this game five times? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I think we've we've only played up to, like, chapter three, and then we were like, we can't keep doing this. Okay. This is, this is a lot of chapters that's going a, on. That's a whole so, night right there gone. Yes, but it's it's... It's fun. And what's the title one more time? Uh, House of Danger, the Ooh. Choose Your Own Adventure uh, game. Um, so my grown-up thing I like is giving presents to my sister. Yes! And this isn't even from me, so but I'm taking credit for it. Um, so this is from a listener what? who also is an author-illustrator. What? I've been a big fan of his for years, actually. Uh, Alan Silverberg. And Alan has written many of my favorite books over the years for kids. And he sent me this. So I'm showing her this. This the envelope shows, um, and you can't tell unless you've read this book that's inside. But that is, a, I believe, a Grandpa Latka uh, holding up uh, a sign with my address on it. And then inside, <laughs> I'll hand this to you. You can, you can take it out yourself. Because he knew you were Jewish. Hi, Betsy. Hope Kate gets a chuckle. Yes, and what is the, the name of the book? Meet the, taking out the sticky note, Latkas! Yes. I believe it's signed to you, even. Um, Shut up. I think so. Keep going. Let me see. Yes. <gasps> oh, what's the Oh, this is good. This is the big debate. Like, with latkes, do you dip them in applesauce mm-hmm. or do you dip them in sour cream? And one of them is thinking applesauce and the other one is thinking sour cream. And he yep. says, to Kate, happy... Hanukkah. I know it's a little early in the season and I probably should have saved it, but it's being sold right now, people. And if you want a good new Hanukkah book, uh, I did read it and it is it is very funny. At the bottom a he funny... says, meet them, then eat them. Meet them, <laughs> then eat them. I know that he's currently on tour and he recently, I believe, had a, uh, a showing here in Chicago at a local bookstore where he was with Lori Keller, who has another picture book out this year called Potato Pants. So they had a mutual potato picture Aww. book presentation. And it is very funny. It's about, uh, they keep trying to tell the story of, of Hanukkah, but the grandfather keeps getting the details wrong in some ways. So instead of the... There's mac- the bees! Yes! There's today's and bees! Exactly. I knew there was a bee somewhere around here. And instead of the, the Maccabees, it's an actual gigantic bee... And with a shield with and a, a shield and a yarmulke and, and muscles, so many muscles. So yeah, and then they have to keep correcting him on There's what aliens. There are aliens. I don't remember aliens being <laughs> what. Well, then you weren't paying attention to this story. <laughs> yeah, it's it's quite the uh, oh. The this looks so much fun. Fractured fairy tale of the story of. Yeah, Hanukkah. I remember last year we read uh, Herschel. Yeah, and the Hanukkah Goblins. Yeah. Which I would say is the most classic of the Hanukkah books. Well, and now we have more Hanukkah well, Now we books. have another Hanukkah book. We have another Hanukkah book. And so. then at the end, they end it with, 
Who wants to hear about Passover? <laughs> I hope that there's a sequel where he writes a book about Passover. We will see. And there's aliens. Yeah. So anyway, I know it's kind of a kiddish, grown-up thing I like, but uh, giving presents to my sister from other people who enjoy the show uh, is very grown-up, I think. So. Uh, hey, man, if go. more authors and illustrators want to give me books, <laughs> I'm all for it. There you go. Thanks so much. Alan and Betsy. No problem, said just Betsy. <laughs> All right, speaking of which, uh, I've been Betsy. And I'm Kate. Bye. Fuse 8 and Kate is a Fuse number 8 production. You can reach us at FuseKate8 at gmail.com. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at Fuse underscore Kate. Or you can follow us on Instagram at Fuse8Kate. That's Fuse number 8 Kate. Follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Gibbons Kime, and our actions and repercussions advisor is Drew Atienza. Fuse 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Ramsey and Betsy Bird and does not reflect the views of School Library Journal. <laughs>